Yesterday's blowout ADP report filled hawkish Federal Reserve expectations yet again. The U.S. two-year yield hit the highest level since prior to the U.S. mini banking crisis back in March, while equities came under some decent pressure. So all eyes are now on the U.S. officials' jobs data that is due today, which could actually confirm further resilience in the U.S. jobs market. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes. Daily Market Talk. Hundred and ninety-seven thousand is the number of private jobs that the U.S. economy added last month. Four hundred and ninety-seven thousand jobs. It's a lot of jobs, and the number of those quitting their jobs rose to two hundred and fifty thousand. But happily, the job openings in the U.S. fell by almost half a million jobs. And more importantly, for the Federal Reserve, who is actually fighting to abate inflation and not necessarily to abate jobs in the U.S., the sector that saw the biggest job gains last month, which is leisure and hospitality, and which accounted for more than 230,000 of the jobs added last month, also saw the sharpest decline in annual pay growth. So the pay for this sector's workers grew 7.9% last year in a year. I mean, last month, down from 8.4% printed a month earlier. But that detail went a bit unheard yesterday, and it remains somehow under the shadow of the stunning 497,000 new jobs added last month. And the two strong ADP reports that, again, hinted at a too resilient U.S. jobs market to the Federal Reserve's very, very aggressive interest rate hikes, well, ended up further fueling the Federal Reserve's rate hike expectations. So the U.S. two-year yield spiked above the 5% psychological mark, of course, and above the peak that we saw before the mini-banking crisis hit the U.S. back in March. And obviously, the nearly half a million job additions that we saw yesterday in the ADP report was a perfect reason to send the U.S. two-year yield to a fresh high in this tightening cycle, while the U.S. 10-year yield took a lift as well. And hit the 4% mark on indication that, well, recession doesn't look like it's around the corner, at least if you follow the U.S. jobs market at this point of the game. So today, the official U.S. jobs data could or could not confirm, actually, the strength that we saw in the ADP figures yesterday. But obviously, all investors, we're all prepared for another month of strong NFP data from the U.S. and eventually lower unemployment rate. And if anything, I mean, if anything, we could maybe, but maybe, see the wages growth slow in the US. And if that's the case, well, investors could still have a reason to see the glass half full and, well, bet that the US economy could finally and eventually achieve the soft landing that the Fed is hoping for. Because remember, the Federal Reserve's goal is not to destroy jobs in the US, it is to destroy jobs to bring inflation lower. So if it can achieve the lower inflation goal without, however, destroying jobs or too many jobs, well, it will only be more than 
happy to do so. But that still sounds like wishful thinking to me. Or if that's the case, if Jerome Powell achieves that soft landing, well, he will go down in history as a hero, which I seriously doubt. Anyway, the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 both fell at yesterday's trading session as the U.S. yield spiked higher on expectation that the Federal Reserve won't be sleeping well and won't stop hiking its interest rates with such a strong jobs data on the table as such a strong jobs market also means resilient consumer spending, which in return means a sticky inflation for the US. So despite all the willingness and despite all hope in the world, well, there are still some investors out there who actually believe that this resilience of the US jobs data of the US jobs market is and will continue to be a serious headache for the Federal Reserve. And not only in the US for the Fed, but for the others as well, because the more the Fed hikes, the more the others, the other central banks follow. And that's perhaps why the US dollar first gained, then gave back gains after the US jobs figure were released yesterday, because bets for one or two more interest rate hikes in the US is one thing, but bets for another 150 to 200 basis point hike is another thing, and it's happening right now in the UK, where investors actually bet that the Bank of England will hike its interest rates to 6.5% by March next year, and JP Morgan sees the British policy rate soar to 7% to tame the UK's untamable inflation. And indeed, if true inflation which claims it measures the true inflation by using some tens of thousands of market prices on daily basis, says that true inflation in the US is now already down to about 2.44%. Well, the same metric for the UK tells that the British true inflation is still above the 11% mark. So could that keep starting on a positive path? Well, it depends on how damaged the UK economy will be at the end of the inflation fight. For now, well, cable rebounded from past week's lows, but that's mostly due to a broad-based dollar weakness, which in case of more persistently strong economic data from the US should see the US dollar bulls cough back to life. So coming back to the US, on a related note to the discussion before, the ISM services PMI showed faster than expected growth and faster than expected employment in the US and slower but higher than expected price growth in June. So obviously, if you look at it, all ends meet. If you connect two dots, well, the US manufacturing sector is slowing, but the US services actually continue to grow and services account for around 80% of the US economic activity, if not more. So no wonder the US jobs data remains solid and the US consumer spending remains resilient and the US GDP growth nowadays well comes in better than what analysts and investors expect it to be and that we haven't seen that recession showing up its nose just yet in the US. And this is why the US stocks continue to be bought as well. But the darker side of the story is that this much economic strength and this much resilience in the US jobs market means sticky inflation and tighter monetary conditions from the Fed 
and the dirty job of pricing it is done by the sovereign markets. And many, many investors think that when there's such a big divergence of opinion pricing between stock and bond markets, stock and bond traders, well, bond traders tend to be right at the end of the game. And UBS, for example, highlights that the US equity market is now trading at around 19.3 times of its 12-month projected earnings. And they say that that's a roughly 19% premium to the 15-year average based on the MSCI's USA index. And they also say that such multiples, such high multiples have historically been associated with periods of robust earnings growth from companies. While you would agree with me that we have now eroding earnings for the companies nowadays, in which the US 10-year yields have been below the 2% mark, whereas today the US 10-year yield sits at the 4% mark. So UBS thinks that even if the Fed achieves a soft landing for its economy, well, potential for further gains in the stock markets remains limited. Well, it actually makes sense, but, but, but I think that it will depend on how much pain the Federal Reserve is ready and will put on the Wall Street from the balance sheet reduction. Because if the Fed just continues hiking the rates and do little on the balance sheet, that will only hit the main street and there is no reason for the equity rally to stall. So voila, I think that's it really. So let's finish this episode of Market Talk on a sweet note. Morgan Stanley analysts, for example, think that the AI gains could actually help Microsoft to be part of the exclusive 3 trillion US dollar club valuation with a strong price target of $415 per share. A Microsoft share is worth around $340 today. So that means a 22% rise from the actual levels. Well, it is not impossible, but it is kind of ambitious. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipek Özkardeşke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely weekend.